0: hi guys welcome to and politics so sudan um there's been a lot going on in sudan over the past couple of months yeah it's um it's been interesting because it's really all come to a sort of headway over the past week and over the past couple of weeks actually and um it's been interesting to follow the the developments and i thought i'll talk about that this week right because um you know there have been protests there sit-ins and the president was ousted and there's been a an, an agreement between the opposition and the military groups for transitional military council and things like that. So I'll talk about that in a bit. But first of all, a background to all of this. Right? It all started last year. Um, that's 2018. Uh, in December, I think it was. Uh, that was when the government of Sudan, then led by President Omar al Bashir, um, decided to triple bread and fuel prices, and um, you know, protests just erupted. And a side note on that, actually, um, as far back as I can remember, the last three or four uprisings that happened in Africa or the Middle East started because the government raised the price of bread and fuel. So, you know, if you're a would-be dictator out there, if you're a dictator out there listening to this, don't raise the price of bread or fuel. you probably survive longer. But anyways, um, so, you know, there were protests after that happened. And um, it all came to a a serious, serious headway around, I think, January was when a a protester was killed. Live bullets were shot um, into the protest by security forces and a a protester was killed. I think it was a doctor that was killed. And this sort of galvanized the opposition, right? People started coming out more and it became more anti-government, right? Because, as I said before, it started with bread prices, but it it became more anti-government because <clears throat> people started to demand for basic rights, for more rights. People started to demand for more access to facilities and more, you know, government help. And the president couldn't hack it, right? Um, president al Bashir decided to dissolve parliament, to dissolve the government, rather, and decided to declare a state of emergency, thinking that this would help, but it didn't help, right? It didn't help. The protesters were not satisfied. And I think it was April that they began to the sit in front of the military headquarters, right? So the, protest- <clears throat> so the protesters just decided that, you know what? They would go before the military headquarters and sit there until the military removes President al Bashir. right? And... If I can remember correctly, it took about five days, just five days for the military to remove President al Bashir after the protesters started sitting in, in front of the military headquarters. And to me, yeah, this, this said a lot, because looking at the motivation of the people, of the military men who removed the president, I don't believe it was in, it was in the nation's interest. Of course it wasn't. <laughs> they, they, they could see the writing on the wall, Right. Um, they did not want Sudan to become another Libya. They did not want Sudan to become another Syria. And so they decided that rather than stay behind this man that is going down, they decided to remove him themselves and um, put their own man, the chief of army staff in charge. And, you know, that happened. So people have been asking, right, where is President al Bashir? I obviously don't know. I'm not in Sudan. But um, according to reports, right, he's been charged in court. He's been charged with um, incitement and murder. I think the murder of the protester I talked about earlier. He's been charged with that. And um, so he's been in prison since. Um, but the one thing was that the Sudanese military said quite plainly, quite plainly, that they will not extradite him. Meaning that, you know, um, he's actually under an arrest warrant by the International Criminal Court. So he's wanted by the International Criminal Court. But the Sudanese military has said that they would not remove him from the, con- from the country to go face those charges. Now, this can change. This can change because right now the military is in charge. But in three years' time, because the transition period is in three years, in three years' time there will be a civilian government. And you can't, you can't tell what they would do. But then again, a lot can happen between now and three years in politics. A lot can happen um but of recent right <clears throat> the talks between the opposition groups and the military it's been it's been stop and go it's been stop and go because obviously the two groups have um different motivations right they have different motivations but re- the, the the military leaders right they they have a, they have a red line right and their red line is that whatever sovereign transitional Council would rule Sudan before the elections. A military man must be in charge, but the civilians have refused to this, and I think that's right, rightly so. They refuse to accept this condition because if you want to transition to a civilian government, you can't have a military man in charge. It's wrong, right? Um, And so they're still working out the kinks of the military of of the sovereign council that would rule Sudan before the elections, right? But They've agreed to a couple of things. They've agreed to a couple of things. Um, they've agreed to a sovereign council to rule for three years, as I said earlier. They've agreed to um, the opposition gets into thirds of a transitional parliament before the elections. Um, and they've also agreed to a sort of broad structure to what the future of Sudan would look like, right? It is um, having a sovereign council, right? Having a cabinet and then a legislature. So sovereign council, cabinet, legislature is the broad strokes of the future agreements of of what the future of Sudan would look like now a personal note on this right I think the Sudanese people should be careful of I don't know um, creating a sort of bureaucracy to this newfound democracy that they're seeing right because if you're having a sovereign council if you're having a cabinet if you're having parliament presumably two houses of parliament Uh, house of reps and senate right that's a lot to cater for that's a lot to cater for for a country like sudan and i think the leaders should take a step back and really really see what they want for the country right they should they should understand what they want if that is what they want for the country a sovereign council a parliament um a cabinet and a bit more bureaucracy a bit more checks and balance maybe that's what they need but my opinion, my opinion is that they should be careful of creating this behemoth of governance um, that would later on become ineffective, right? So that's, so that's just my opinion on that. And um, so that's what's been happening in Sudan of recent. Um And that's what I'll have for you um, this week. So once again, thank you. Thank you very much for listening. And um, see you next week. Cheers. <music>